Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So a lot of things have been taking place within the Jenkins household and I just want to share them with you. (laughs) Um, I'm laughing while I'm thinking about this because these changes that are taking place have also just caused me to do some reflection. I mean, that's always good, right? It's always good to reflect over your life and to, you know, be hit with some realizations that you may not have learned, but that shows you that growth is taking place. That shows you that you are maturing and that you are getting better with time and with age. And um, as a mom of uh, both a daughter and a son, I realized that their growth and development are completely different from each other. And I guess m- many of you may be saying, well, Hannah, duh, you know, girls and boys are different. Didn't you realize that? Well, um, I've only been a mom for 10 years <laughs> and there's no manual or handbook that tells you how to Uh, deal with these different life changes that happen in your children and even though there are some changes that I know of you know like I know the changes that a woman goes through because I am one um, and I ask Anthony like hey so what do guys deal with uh, to get a male's perspective but everybody's different every individual is different no two women or no two people um, I should say experience the same thing the same way you know just because you know what loss is doesn't mean you know how I process loss you know and this is and vice versa and so you know with my children I am learning more of how different uh people experience things and and just it's it's just it's been a a learning lesson I should say and so you know with being a mother of a daughter Uh, there is that point or that time in life where you have to sit your daughter down and have a conversation with her about entering into womanhood, about, you know, the changes that are going to take place in your body. And I'm going to just be truthful with you all. I have been procrastinating this conversation for some time. I have sought wisdom from other moms of daughters who are older than Skyland, you know, how did you have the conversation? Um, You know, what did you say? Uh, How deep into the conversation did you go? You know, um, I was even asked by Anthony, he was like, so what was your conversation like? Like, give you an example of your experience. And mine's was different. Uh, I, I would say it's probably different from the norm because my conversation actually took place with my grandmother. And I know that, okay, Hannah, no, that's not a big whoop-de-doo. There's a lot of women who got the conversation or had the talk uh, with their grandmother because their mother wasn't around or, or whatever. Um, but my conversation with my grandmother stemmed from the fact that I think my grandmother was trying to correct what she saw as a fault um, of her own with my mother. Or, you know, she looked at it as an opportunity for her to correct something that um, she thought was wrong. You know, there's there's no one wrong way, and that's just my opinion. I don't think there's a wrong way to have that discussion other than not having it at all. And um I think for my grandmother that she felt that, you know, not having that conversation with my mom probably led to her having a a child at an early age. And I mean, 
who knows if that's the cause or not um you know I've talked to my mom about it and my mom has has said to me that you know growing up in her house it was taboo we didn't talk about that kind of stuff uh, my mom's experience and I hope I know my mom listens to the podcast so mommy I hope you don't mind me sharing um but my mom has told me that you know her experience was that she learned from the streets about you know entering into womanhood and and what that was you know having a cycle and having to you know buy feminine hygiene products and all that stuff and so um you know she did not have that conversation with her mother now let me just put this uh disclaimer out there my mom did grow up in a like strict caribbean household um and i don't know i i can't i can only speak from my experience so i can't speak for everyone out there and i never try to or at least i you know i really try my best just to own my own truth but i do believe that you know growing up in a caribbean household because that is what i also grew up in uh there's a lot of restrictive conversation that should be more freely um, communicated amongst parents and their children. And I say this because as a, uh, a wife and a mother, uh, I'm, I'm learning that, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to Anthony because he did not grow up in a strict Caribbean household. He grew up in an American household. And so some of the conversations that he had were probably more free, but he also didn't grow up with sisters. So, you know, there wasn't that conversation that took place, if that all makes sense. But anyways, I digress. I, I'm just saying that overall, I have learned that, you know, and this is why I say that, you know, I don't like that phrase. Um, that's common sense because what's common to you may not have been common to me. And so we grew up with two different backgrounds. Um, and so now as a couple, we're trying to merge the two as well as incorporate things that we have learned that worked and may not have worked as well as our parents may have hoped that they would um, in our own upbringing of our children. And so, you know, rewinding back to having the conversation with my grandmother, my grandmother sat me down and had that conversation because, like I said, for whatever reason, I I do believe that it's because she felt that it was a way for her to kind of, I don't know, maybe let go of her guilt. She never told me these things. So this is all speculation. But in my opinion, I feel that my grandmother wanted to sit down and have that conversation with me because she did not want, you know, what happened with my mom to happen to me. And I've, I've shared that with y'all before. Or I've, I've shared it on the Love Essentials uh, uh, show that, you know, for me growing up, what I heard um, constantly was, you know, don't have sex before marriage. And that was really what I heard, you know, um, there wasn't other than, you know, that that's not how God intended it for be God intended for for lovemaking to take place within the marriage and, you know, that on on and on. Um, but for me, it was just like there was no like explanation. There was no talk about, well, why you want to really hold on to this to them because of all of the soul ties that can take place like that kind of conversation didn't really happen in my household a little bit of it happened going to to youth bible study or youth group and they would talk about it there I don't know how many of you had the um experiment with the the chocolate bar being put in your hand and then passed around to everybody else and then you know you get what I'm saying so anyways um, for me, <laughs> now that I am a mother and I have a daughter of my own who is going to go through this experience, um, 
obviously I wanted to be prepared to have the conversation with her because I, you know, first of all, you don't know exactly when your daughter is going to enter into womanhood. Um, For me, I would consider myself a late bloomer. It didn't happen until I was like in the sixth grade. Um, For my mother, it happened at the age of 10. Um, I have a niece who it happened as young as nine, you know, so is there's just this gap, (laughs) you know, um, I don't know exactly when, but with Skylin turning 10 or as she was uh, approaching the age of 10, I realized, hey, I need to have this conversation with her, especially um, when I learned that her her best friend um, saw hers. And it was just like, oh, wow, wait, I really need to have this conversation because this is um, it's getting close. And so I, you know, I was recommended this book by American Girl and it's called the the caring of you and so it talks about the different stages and it's not just about you know a girl getting her cycle it's also about like proper hygiene proper hair care you know just the well the the taking care of you your body so I thought it was a great book but let me tell y'all that book sat on my dresser for months without me cracking it open because I just was not ready to have this conversation with my daughter I just really wasn't um and there's a lot of reasons why I was just like this is my baby girl and uh, really I'll, I'll be truthfully honest in my mind I was just like she's just not mature enough to handle this conversation that's what I was saying I was like she's not mature enough to handle this conversation I mean this is just mm-mm. like I have to remind her sometimes in the morning go put deodorant on I'm like how am I gonna have a conversation with her about you know feminine hygiene products when just simple deodorant just put it on your arms in the morning <laughs> but I, I was, I was dreading it. And then finally, Anthony came to me and he was like, if you don't have the conversation with her, I'm gonna have it. Oh, screw press breaks, pump pause, hold up. What did you say? Rewind. He was like, if you don't have the conversation with her, I will. I was like, how dare you? I was insulted, y'all. I was truly insulted. I'm like, how are you going to take away this moment for me to sit down with my daughter and have this conversation? Like, you don't know anything about having a cycle. You ain't feel a cramp a day in your life. Like, how you, I would, I listen, y'all. I was upset. I was just like the audacity, you know, but after I calmed down a bit because I just felt like he was taking away my moment I'm like I'm not trying to take away your moment with AJ to have a conversation with him about the you know birds and the bees and and then and that was the other thing like I wasn't trying to have that birds and the bees conversation with her I just wanted to prepare her for you know her entering into womanhood I, I I didn't want her to get caught off guard I didn't want her to have an accident and like what in the world is happening because my mom told me her story I I don't think it's right for me to tell my mom's story but my mom told me her story and it was kind of traumatic you know not knowing what's going on with your body so I did not want that for Skyland. it was just that me being a mom having that conversation I'm like this is a big deal I wanted it to be a special moment you know with her I wanted to to kind of go over the things with her like you know even though my grandmother had the conversation with me when my mom came to talk to me about it and I was like oh grandma talked to me about this already mom was like what but my mom came to me with what she refers to as an ever ready bag and so inside of this ever ready bag was everything that I would need for when that moment came so you know I wanted to do the same thing with my daughter and so I was just like 
upset with Anthony. But after I calmed down um, and he was talking to me, he was like, Hannah, I just don't want her to get caught off guard. Like he was like, I would be upset with you if this happens to her and she's not prepared and knows nothing about it. And so even the way that he said that, like, I would be upset with you, like, dude, what? <sighs> Again, y'all, I digress. Like, it's bringing back memories to me about this whole conversation. But I got his point. I may not have liked the way that he was bringing the point to my attention. Um, I understood where he was coming from because I didn't want that for her either. I wanted to just have the conversation with her and have her prepared. But it was just hard, you know, for me to do it. So what I started to do is we started to read the book together you know, a chapter, uh, a night, sometimes every other night, like we would just get to it. And so one day we were actually watching uh, the Babysitter's Club. And I don't know how many of you have actually watched the show, but um, I think it was in the very last episode of that of the season that's out. I think it was just only season one that's out. But anyways, um, the the main character, she ended up getting her cycle. And so while Skyla and I are watching it, Skyla says to me, Mommy, why did she have to run to the bathroom? What happened? And so that was the open door for me to start the conversation with her. And I would have to say that this conversation happened in multiple parts. It wasn't just one sit down where I had the whole conversation with her, because even in that moment on the couch, watching the show together when I started talking to her about it she's like ew okay no more she didn't want to hear any more about it and I was like see this is what I mean she's not mature enough for this yet but I realized whether she was mature enough for the conversation or not I needed to tell her because whether she was mature mentally to receive everything like her body is maturing like I can see in my child's face that it is starting to lean out more uh, I can see the maturity in her face she's even started to you know get a little active on her face now and I have to talk to her about skincare and facial wash and all that stuff and it's just like she's growing up she's growing up with whether I'm ready for her to grow up or not so I need to just have this conversation so I went out y'all and I bought the items to put together in her little ever ready bag and so I came to her with it and I was like all right Sky. This is your ever ready bag. And I started talking to her about the different things that's inside of it. And a relief. I finally had the conversation with her. And like I said, it's not just a one time conversation. It's a conversation that we have had uh, multiple times since then, because it's like there's a little bit more that she wants to learn about it and and I I realized that instead of me just dumping a whole bunch of information on her at one time to let her come and ask me about it and I just be open and free with talking to her about it so the one of the reasons why I really wanted to share this with you all is because um, in having these conversations and having the conversation with her uh, going back to Anthony he wanted to be a part of the conversation this was something else that I did not understand. I was like, first, you're trying to take it away from me because you talk about something. If I don't tell her, you're going to tell her yourself. But now you're asking to be a part of it. I'm like, this is a mother-daughter moment. Like, this is a moment for me to tell my daughter about, you know, what's going to happen with her in her life. Like, you don't understand this at all. I've gone through it. Yes, you had a mother who went through it, but you don't even have sisters. Like, dude, slow your roll. Stay in your lane. Like, that is how I felt. But... I realized in talking to him, first of all, Anthony is a very involved 
father. He is not what the stereotypical dad is who is just like absent or or just present in, you know, appearance or, you know, however fathers are depicted, you know, um, he's not that. He is a very involved father. He it takes time with the kids. He's very engaged. But through this process with Skyland, I have learned that not only is he an attentive and engaged father, but he's also involved with their emotions, you know, and wants to be a part of the experience that they're going through. And I have to, you know, take a moment and say that I am truly blessed to have him as the father of my children. My children are blessed to have him as their father because you know as much of a daddy's girl that I am and as much as I have a great relationship with my father that piece I was missing and you know I think at times when Anthony is showing his his love for his daughter um if I'm being honest and you know it's kind of shameful to admit but there are moments I think that I actually get jealous about it. Whew, that was hard to say, (laughs) y'all. But to be completely honest, I think I get jealous because I'm like, I didn't get that from my dad. I always knew my dad loved me. Like, there was no doubt in my mind that he did. My dad was there. We spent time together. We have holidays that were considered father-daughter days, like 4th of July. That's a, you know, Hannah and daddy thing, you know, going out and lighting the fireworks. Like, we had our moments, but because my dad wasn't very affectionate, you know, the whole hugging on you and loving on you. Like, it's not until now that I'm an adult that I actually hear my dad says to me, I love you. Like, I didn't hear that a lot as a child. So to see Anthony with Skylin and he says that to her and he just hugs on her and all the many selfies that he takes with her or, you know, him wanting to just do something special for her just because I'm like, dude, okay, like where my where my flowers at? Y'all, I don't even like flowers, but I'm over here like, where my flowers at? I ain't get no flowers today. <laughs> but I'm just being honest. But it what it helped me to realize is that first of all, it's a blessing that my daughter has that because she is going to be taught how to be treated you know and that's a daddy's responsibility he is supposed to you know train his daughter up and show her like this is the level uh that you are you know to want to receive from whatever you know gentleman suitor whatever tries to come and like you already know like you what you're not gonna tolerate because if you're not meeting the level that my daddy set then you can just go on about your business. And truthfully so, like my dad set that same standard for me. Like I I wasn't Anthony had to come correct when he came to me. Like I that's a whole nother story within itself. Like the man had to pursue. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like there he's my father set that standard for me, but it's a different type of connection when your father is really trying to be in tune with you emotionally and things that he cannot because of him being a man he cannot experience he cannot feel the fact that he still wants to learn and understand about it like what like my daddy wasn't trying to sit in on the conversation with me and my mom or me and my grandmother when they were telling me about become going into womanhood like that just wasn't gonna happen (laughs) you know but what I've realized is is that you can't give 
what you didn't receive. And if my father didn't receive that attentiveness, that nurturing, that, you know, love and emotional support as a child, then how could he give that to his children as an adult himself and as a father himself? So what he understood to show love, which was the wrestle playing that my dad and I would do or teaching me how to change a tire or to check the oil in my car to make sure that I was self-efficient for times that he could not be there for me. That was my dad showing me love. And and for me. I accepted it. I appreciated it because my dad was spending time with me and that's what I wanted. I wanted time with him. But it's not until much older when I see and that, and that's how it works, right? It's not until you see something that you you didn't have that you realize like, dang, I was missing that. And so that's what it has been for me sometimes watching Anthony and Skyland like, ah, oh, I I was missing that. I, I kind of wanted that from my dad, but I didn't get it. But here's a, the other thing. And a friend of mine helped me to realize this is that things that I may have been looking for from my dad as a as a child, God has blessed me with in my husband because Anthony is a very affectionate person. Now, me, I'm the one who's not as affectionate. And that could be because, you know, I am my father's daughter. My mom, on the other hand, she's very um, affectionate. I think her one of her love languages is like quality time and touch. And and that's kind of like the same with with Anthony and Skylin and AJ. Like God put three touchy feely people in my life. (laughs) So it's like, Hannah, what you thought that you were missing out on as your childhood, I'm giving you in your adulthood. And it's so funny because I in in a very nice way I reject it sometimes and it's just because I'm not used to it and you would think like Hannah wait do you been married for 12 years how are you not used to it I'm just I don't know I really don't know y'all I can't even explain it I am just not it has taken me so much to just sit in and embrace that and even in that moment when you know my children are just like hugging on my arm or kissing on me like I am really fighting against my own self with wanting to be like all right that's enough give me some space you know it's like no this is what you wanted I'm giving it to you receive it but it's I don't know it's hard for me to receive it it kind of reminds me of people who are have yet to really just receive the full love of God you know it's hard for them to understand like God loves you regardless to what you've been through you know regardless to what you've done it it, he he loves you he has he sent his only son to die for your sins so that you can be reconciled to him and all you have to do is just receive him you know so it's like it's that simple and so it just reminds me that like Hannah is right there this is something that you wanted you want affection you want to be loved you want to to feel somebody connecting with you I've given you three people in your life to give that to you and yet still you're finding it so hard to just receive it from them but you know I don't know I don't know who that was for (laughs) right then but that was just you know it it was a, a reality or a revelation for me like it's right there just receive it just hey all right let me embrace it you know but um I I've seen that I've seen it with Skylin and with Anthony and it's just like wow I'm really blessed I'm I'm blessed to have him as my husband and to have him as the father of my children that he wants to connect with them emotionally like that and so it's just been it's been interesting going through this whole um 
transition or these phases with my kids because not only is Anthony involved but AJ he be involved too like and and I love the relationship between him and his sister because Skylin is open with her brother she talks to him she shares stuff with him and so AJ is also concerned and so he was asking about it and and my child oh my goodness he goes further with the questioning and I'm just like oh boy you know he's just like so so mommy how long you know, um, is, is this going to happen? Like, is it just for a day? And I was like, well, no, it can last for a couple of days. It just depends. And he was just like, well, how long will she have it? Like, do you still have it? And I was like, well, um, not necessarily. Like I didn't want to have the conversation with my son telling him the reason why I no longer see my cycle that I, you know, it's because of some like, okay, dude, like you're asking too many questions now. Let me, let's, let's, let's just stop. Like we, we don't need to talk about this. Like, but I realized that I need to give them these answers because if I don't, they're going to get them from elsewhere. Like my mom, my mom didn't get the answer she needed in the house from her mother. So she found out from the streets, from her friends and whether or not her friends gave her the correct information was like, oh, I don't want that to happen. So I need some pointers, y'all. I need some tips. Like, how do you have these conversations with your kids to be honest with them? Because like my kids know that a baby grows 